put your lighters up. Brooklyn, put your lighters up. Kim had a couple of hot ass records. Like, oh, just sure. smoking hot records. Oh, yeah. You know what I appreciate, appreciate about Lil Kim? She is not a, a super egotistical, you know, as with all her success, um, the, the times that I've encountered her, she is not ego. Like, I, okay, I never forget, um, and then we can start after this. I never forget, um, I was working for Hot 97 at the time. She had just gotten out of, uh, she got released from, from prison. And Diddy was doing something, he was doing Summer Jam, and it was, you know, and he brought her out as a surprise guest, right? And she did her, she did her verse on um, the Benjamins. And then she did some other, I mean, the crowd went crazy. And so my job was to, you know, um, catch the artists after they performed and get liners and drops and, you know, all different content, you know, for promos and stuff like that for the radio station. And there were, it was there was it was in the back of a it, whatever room it was in that Diddy was having like his party was loud on one side and then we you know I, they they brought me in with Kim in this you know little section of the room in the corner it was just me and her and she had just got off the stage and she looked at me and she said how was that oh wow I it blew my mind she was like, she was like wow. how was how was that you think they liked it. I was like, yo, they loved you. That was that was absolutely no. Nah, that was that was dope. I, it just took me aback. It was just like, and that was her. On the, you know what I'm saying? She wasn't on no. It was like, did I do good? Yeah, that's humble. Very vulnerable. Very. Like that's that vulnerable part of an artist. Yeah. That you don't really get to see on their records or whatever. But every every artist, every person who make something that they put out to the world mm-hmm. is goddamn terrified that the world is going to tell them that they suck. Right. Right? So for her to have that genuine moment right. where she was having that feeling, like, is the world going to tell me I suck? And it's like, nah, the world Yo, absolutely fucking loves you. Loved you. It, it was, that, was, that was so dope. It was, like I said, it, it took me by surprise. I was just like, that's, I mean, really humble. Like you said, really, really humble. And she wasn't putting on. She wasn't on. So, you know what I mean? I just think from. So, yeah, I, yeah, you can't get me to say nothing bad about Lil' Kim. I think that was. I only ever met her once. And it was way back in the day. It was before. I think it might have been before Hot. Mm-hmm. Um, Diddy used to do. <laughs> back when he was. I don't even think he was Puff Daddy yet. He was just Puffy. <laughs> um but he was he was still breaking bad boy, right? Like mm-hmm. so he was traveling with Craig Mack and Biggie and all of that stuff. And he would do a picnic party at the lake here mm-hmm. um with organized noise. Okay. So Rico and all of those cats would get with Diddy and they d- would do this big thing. And uh no, it was during hot. It was it was when I was at hot because I was out there with Sean. Okay. I was out there with Sean and um, met Diddy and met uh, Kim. She was so fucking sweet. She was just like really fucking nice. But you hear the music and you expect something completely different right. than how she shows up in real life. And it was like, 
okay. <laughs> I was like, okay, I wasn't, I wasn't ready for that. I wasn't expecting that. Yeah, yeah. I, you know, she, I, you know. So if, all, if that was back then, and then success, and then reemergence, you know what I'm saying? I think that's who she who she is. Again, I don't know her, know her, know her at all. I've met her a couple of times, but that one time, never, I'm just, it just was like, wow, she's really, really, you know, just humble, just like, yo, was that good? You know? <laughs> like, you hear them screaming? Yeah, I think it was. Yo, okay. it was right, yeah. <laughs> she was, you know, that's, that was, that, was, that was just crazy. It was just a, it was a very cool moment, interesting moment. I don't remember what she went to jail for. Um, Lying. Not snitching. It's a fucked up reason to go to jail. Not snitching. Now I don't know him. A word. Okay. And then they go. Um, this you with this is you with him last week, right? This is you with him. Before, you know. Okay. Lied in court. That's essentially what happened. There was some sort of shooting happened at, at Hot ninety seven. Um, and she got called into court about it or whatever, and he lied. You know she. On the no snitching, I ain't snitching. I ain't telling. I don't know nothing. I don't know him. I don't know him. Oh, you don't? Oh, okay. All right, cool. Remember you said that. And then. <laughs> you know you done fucked up, right? Exactly. You know you done fucked up. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I got to find that clip. We got to find that clip. <laughs> At Bill Duke. Mm-hmm. All right, you ready? All right, so we're doing so. This is so we're doing the this is the long version we're doing right now, correct? Yep, full shell. Yeah. All right, cool. Here we go. I think um, you need to say clearly what happened. Who gives a fuck? I can't be personally hit Candace Owens and her stinky cray cray. No good thing starts with I was thinking about my ex. He ain't learned his lesson. That's a brother ain't gonna learn shit. I know this is gonna be a while. Let's keep this shit funky. <laughs> <laughs> what's up y'all uh happy happy juneteenth happy father's day happy uh it's another day man welcome to the unpopping show i'm t storm and join always as my you know as always my partner in crime dj mike swift what up fam what's happening brother what's happening Glad to glad to see we all made it. Happy happy uh, Father's Day to you. Thank you. Same to you, brother. Happy Father's Day to you, man. Um, uh, I, for this Father's Day, I, I'm preparing for, and I'm surprised you hadn't said nothing about it yet. I am preparing for a throwback party, a birthday party, um, in Prospect Park, Brooklyn, um, in uh, the the roller rink. It's outside. You know what I mean? It's for family too. But I'm, they hired me to DJ to come and tear it down. And it's a throwback, you know, 80s, you know, 80s, 90s. They were like, put your best, you know, 70s, 80s, 90s gear on. Or Janet Jackson. That's what they were saying. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm curious to see who comes as Janet Jackson. But I, I did my 80s slash 90s thing. And if you look closely... I got the high top fade popping right now. Look, this this is like, this is genuine. This is the real thing. I cut it myself. I'm going to shape it up in time for the party next week. And uh, by the time you see this, the party would have happened already. But who flat top ruled in 89? I, I, I brought it back, you know. that's. Yeah, see, I, I wish I could, when back in, you know, the 80s, 
I had the high top fade like up to here. Uh, now my hair will not grow, uh, or the, at least the hair on my head will not grow uh, that long. On my back and out my nose, maybe, but not on the top of my head. Taco meat, yes. Hair, no, not no. so much. Yeah, so um, my balls might get that bushy, but not the top of my head. <laughs> oh man, yeah. So that's what I'm rocking the fade, rocking the um the throwback haircut. Um, I I see uh, these see these kids uh, around New York City called the retro kids. They would be okay. they they would be dressed in what I would say was their big brothers um <laughs> outfits and stuff like that because cross colors flat tops you know gold jewelry all that good stuff they was they used to rock it I would see them out in different events and stuff like that it was cool I don't, I don't think they danced or anything like that they just was and they would get gigs to come out dressed. Like that. Shout out to the retro kids. Um, I, uh, but yeah, this I, I see them all the time and be like, yo, I I had my hair like that. <laughs> I'm glad we're talking about this because it just it just reminded me of something that happened. And, and look, um, everybody, please hang in there, right? So YouTube analytics, I look at them, and usually when we talk shit at the top of the show, y'all be like, fuck it, just get to what we came here to see, and you bail. So hang in there with us for a second. Uh, it's it's worth it. So. I, I go today to get my um, emissions done. Right, uh-huh. my birthday was last week, um, and I didn't get the the, the tag thing. And I was like, I, I got to do that shit. So I, I get up and I, I go, uh, and then I look, and the city uh, or, or the state of Georgia is very woke because they are closed to celebrate Juneteenth. So fine, but I go to get the emissions done anyway. Mm-hmm. And I pull up to the admissions. I get out of the car. I'm, I'm, you know, the guy's doing his thing. And a young brother walks up with a, a black shirt on that has security on the back. So, I, you know, I, I don't know what he's doing. He's just walking. He's on the phone. And his mm. pants are sagging. Okay. T, this nigga had his pants sagging and a thong on. I'm not kidding you. I'm not kidding you. He was sagging with a thong. <laughs> I felt like saying, bro. We don't want to see that, bro. Uh, <laughs> I'm not making this up, everybody. I, I promise I'm not. This actually happened uh, probably about two hours ago. It's, it's fresh Sagging with a... Th- I have no words. I was not prepared. Wait a minute. <laughs> what the hell? Stop. You are in Atlanta, though, so... <laughs> Yeah, and that I was yeah, not far from Midtown. So from Midtown, so uh, yeah. wow. Okay, listen. I don't, I don't, I don't know what to say to that without being terribly offensive. So I'll stop now. But uh, one more bit of business before we jump into some stories, because mm-hmm. there's a lot of stories. If you if you haven't uh, figured it out yet or, or checked us out and noticed, we've gone to doing the full hour show twice a month. And in between, we do react reaction videos. There's a few of them up there now. Super funny, in my opinion. Um, so go check them out on Poppin' Reacts. But um, if you recall back, if you've been rocking with us for a while, um, several months ago, we started a campaign called 100 for 100. Uh, and that was we would bless somebody with $100 once we hit the 100 subscriber mark. Mm-hmm. Subscriber mark. Uh, we have hit and surpassed that mark. So um, 
I went in into the comments and pulled a random person to win. That person is Soul Star Music Lover. Um, she, we confirmed it's a she, she from her latest yes. comment. She has been uh, rocking with us since almost the very beginning. Yeah. Uh, she has been the most, she Active. comments the most. Yes. Uh, so she was going to win that money because she. <laughs> The more chance, the more times you comment, the, the greater your chance to win. Um, we are going to do another one for our next goal. Our next goal will be to get to uh, two thousand. Um, we doing two thousand for two thousand. Prize will be. We going. We going there. No. Well, we we the next goal is to get to two thousand subscribers. Right. I'm just saying, when we get to two thousand subscribers, we're gonna do two thousand dollars. Hell no! I ain't giving these niggas two thousand dollars. <laughs> 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 and that folks that was the most real from the DJ Mike Swift the, this moment has been brought to you by the most real <laughs> damn that's funny oh. uh, but yeah we'll figure something out like I said I want to do a PlayStation 5 but it's it's hard to get your hands on those so I'll try to get my hands on hands on one and we'll we'll set that as the prize for the Can next we get goal, a PlayStation 4 and just write 5 on that shit? <laughs> <laughs> can we get 5 PlayStation 1s? PlayStation 1s and just give yeah, that that could work. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, but thank you for following and 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 hanging with us and 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 subscribing and and telling folks about us and all that and continuing to help us grow, you know. We got some more shit to come, you know, to do with this. Now, um, where we where we going? I saw there's quite a few interesting things that happened this past week. Um, I'll start with the low hanging fruit. Have you seen the reaction to Destiny's Child um, cater to you? No, I have not. For some reason, new Negroes and I and I say this is my term, new Negroes have decided to cancel the song Cater to You and called it like something like slave culture or something like that. Like, you know, the song Destiny Child that Catered to You. I'm not going to play it because uh, copyright. Oh, you, you know. We will get pummeled by copyright for that one. Yeah, yeah. Matthew is not having it. Um, but, uh, yeah, they've, they've been trying to cancel that song. That's, I'm looking for the story. Like, what... <sighs> Okay, first off, what would make them pull that song up? Because that's an old-ass song. I don't know. So it, it, you know, why do people pull old things in the first place? You know, like, like that. Just, and to pick. Like, they did the same thing with uh, Eminem, when it, you know, with Eminem's lyrics at one point. They're trying to cancel Eminem because of old lyrics. Um, again, New Negroes. And you don't have to be uh, black to be a New Negro, by the way. Um, <laughs> just wanted to set that out it's there. New Negro is inclusive. It's in very it's all inclusive. New Negroes. You could be white with that. Um, but what I loved about it, um, about this story in particular, is that Michelle Williams um of the group Destiny's Child got a hold of it, heard about it. They were was canceling her song, that that song, and she had this to uh, I, I, oh, hang on, I'm 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 gonna let it rebuff and you can put the video up in, in post if you can, but Here's what she had to say about him. Read that y'all want to cancel the song Cater to You by Destiny's Child? 
Oh, honey, you didn't discern who you were catering to, and you gave your little pearls to swine. Don't be mad at Destiny's Child. Uh-uh. Okay, um... Everything that I say is going to be pure conjecture because I don't know the story. I haven't done my due diligence. It is my guess that the cancel movement of this song is led by women. Right? Because generally the theme of the song was about women catering to their men. Correct. Right? So it's now modern women saying, fuck that. (laughs) I don't want to cater to no man. Fine. I think it's fair. I think you have the right to not want to cater to any man. Don't expect men to cater to you. It's only fair. Now, I mean, and to be fair to Destiny Child, this is the same group that did Independent Women, into you know, Pay My Bells, all those anthems, you know, <laughs> at one point. They're not canceling those records. All those fuck guy anthems. Right. They're not, they're, not cancel, they're not canceling those lyrics. Pay my, can you pay my bills? Can you pay my telephone bill? Can you pay my... No, they're not canceling that. They, it's the one that... Oh, you don't like that one because I don't get it. I really don't get it. Um, oh, I get it. It's not equality. It's advantage. They want advantage. The reason they're not canceling the pay my bills in the independent records but want to cancel the cater, cater to your man record is because that's the type of world they want to live in. They want to live in the world where they get the man that pays for everything and takes care of everything, but then want to look at him and say, I'm independent and I don't need you and you have no real value in my life. And no, I'm not going to do anything for you in order to get the stuff from you that I want to get. Good luck with that. Wow. I mean, hell, I want to fly. Probably ain't going to happen. You mean you you can't sprout wings and it's not going? Damn. I got to write that off my list then. Um. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah this so I, I don't know if it's it, there's a a conversation that I that I had uh, um, a little earlier um, I conduct these interesting conversations and questions with a variety of people and we'll only touch on it for a little bit um, in fact maybe we'll save it for um, a, re, a reaction video but okay. um, a question I'll pose it now and for you that are watching and listening I'd like to see your answer for this. Um, what's something that people um, glamorize but is really toxic? I got a really, really interesting answer that you'll have to hear on the reaction video. So we won't address it in this episode, but toggle through the channel and you'll see that question answered. Like, I, I mean, I got all types of answers from Instagram, you know, uh, you know, comparing yourself to other people, you know, which are which is valid. But there was one specific answer a, a, a woman said that shocked the hell out of me. Um, can, can you can you give them a, a little bit of the of, answer of what the answer was? Um, well, if I say it, it's going to give it away. But fair enough. Um, it was a, it's an institution. Um that many people are in or not. Um, and that's all I can say about it without giving it, you know, without giving it the, 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 the full thing. So I'm sorry. That was a terrible tease, but um, a tease indeed. <laughs> Check out the uh, Unpopping Reacts for toxic 
things on the real rooftop. You, you'll see it. You'll know what it is. Look, that, that tease reminds me of my entire dating life. <laughs> Foul. That's <laughs> horrible. <laughs> it's funny because it's true. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> I listened to the intro of the... That the that that one the the line that we pulled that you know, not me not not many good things come out of. I was thinking about my ex. That shit is just hilarious to me. Well, that was episode one. Yeah, I think like one or two, <laughs> something like that. Yeah. Um. Yeah. 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 Okay. All right. So it was a it was a couple of stories. I mean, it was a lot that popped in the past couple of weeks. Um, a couple that. I thought were super interesting that I wanted to go over. Okay. Um, the main one being this uh, this bride in India who passed away, and the wedding continued, mm. and the groom married her sister. Yeah, I saw that. I that saw that. That is so sad. It's it's very sad. In American culture, but again, you said it was in India, and I read up on that. It was there was some sort of agreement or whatever for the family that that had to go on, and it was like. And what's sad about it is that you know the sister stepped up and they had the 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 body of her, the deceased woman in the next room, and they proceeded on in with the, the next room. That's cold. That's some cold shit, bro. And it was, you would think, right, you would hear that story, and given how uh, the media portrays men as just generally garbage and toxic, and all we want is sex and blah, 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 you would think when you hear that story that it was the groom who was like, I'm fucking marrying somebody up in here. (laughs) Right. It was the bride's mother. Yeah. It was the mother of the dead girl. Oh my God. <laughs> oh my God. That's. Ooh. <laughs> but again, it goes back to, you know, it, it wasn't about, they weren't marrying for love. That was an arranged, um, well, you know, seemingly an arranged marriage. And whatever the arrangement was in terms of what, you know, you know, monies that was to be exchanged. Uh, to the the family giving away the 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 daughter, it was like okay we you know death ain't gonna hold this back. We gotta death ain't gonna death ain't gonna mess up this business deal. Right, right, right. Yeah, it's a, it's a shame we'll mourn you later, but your sister got but, married so we could pay for your wedding for pay, so we could pay for your funeral now. That's horrible. And so so what I thought was was interesting. So I I saw it and and I felt bad right like because mm-hmm. it's it's sad like. I get it. Um, but when you compare and contrast that against our our system here, mm-hmm. it's like they get that marriage is more than feelings and love. Right. right? That was literally the joining of two families. It was a contractual agreement, a deal to make both families stronger. And it shows... Right. Even though it's sad or whatever, it shows a level of commitment to the families to be like, yo, we can mourn later, but we got to we got to do this and make this happen. So, oh, God, it broke my heart to read that story. 
But at the same time, I was like, you know, some of that, I think we need some of that, especially in our community. I mean, granted, don't marry the sister while the, the body and, ain't cold, right? Yeah, like, don't yeah. do that. But I think it's something in the middle of that that has the the romanticized notion of what marriage and weddings and all of that should be and the reality of what it is it's a business deal and it, it's a joining of families i think we, uh, well hmm. that will never be the that will never be that that will never be the way out front like here in the states i mean we have romanticized and you know marriage is not just about it's not about just about money, right? There is that there is a significant part of it, but you know we've made it more about emotion. We've attached emotion to 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 marriage, which is which is fine. It's good to be in love with who with, with someone that you're supposed to spend your life with or the rest of your life with or whatever you you know. Um, I can't see American women. Um signing on to go hey if this don't work out if you you know your sister's up next <laughs> she was prettier than you anyway no. <laughs> there's a big there's a biggie line that I could quote I won't plus she look better than you give head better than you coochie get wetter than you like that's a biggie line <laughs> but yeah I, I can't see I, I, I can never see that happening in the states um, and and women be cool with it. Um, I think there was a time where women were cool with it, right? Um, cool with it, I, or a, went along. Because just because you go along, don't mean it's, it was cool. It was you know, it just was the way it is. You know, arranged marriages, people went along with it. They weren't necessarily cool with it. So I think they I think they were cool with it because I think the times and the sentiment of the times were very different. Okay. I think now it is hyper romanticized. It should be it should have some romantic nature to it, but I think it's hyper romanticized. Um to your point of it 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 not being about money. Marriage is about money. It might not be about money to the people getting married, but it's about money to every industry that supports the romanticized nature of it. Mm. Like, who was that? It might have been Kevin Samuels. It might have been somebody else. Um, It might have been some of the cats from Lapeith Let's Talk. Shout out to those that those that crew. Um, But they were talking about engagements and like, why is an engagement even necessary? (laughs) It's another thing to sell. Like, why are big weddings necessary? It's another thing to sell. You got to have the play settings. You got to have the flowers. You got to have the chair covers. You got to have chairs. I don't know if you've ever tried to rent chairs from a venue. That shit is expensive. Just to sit down will cost you $10,000, right? Like, it's it's an industry. And it's about money to that industry. Two people could love each other, like each other, um, work well together, build well together and be together. They could even go and marry and not ever do a wedding, 
not ever do an engagement, not ever do uh, an engagement party, not ever do pre-engagement gifts, not ever do promise rings and all that stuff. It's just an industry. It, I believe it'll never happen in the United States because we're invested in the industry of it. If people just woke up and was like, you know what? Instead of spending $35,000, $50,000, $100,000 on a wedding, I'll put that in a house. I'll put half of it in a house and the other half in investments. And they see the fruit of that. And that happens for a few generations. Then maybe it'll change. But right now, nah, not going to happen. People yeah. are more interested in the party than they are in the, the long term, long term thing. Something my aunt, shout out to my aunt Rosie, said to me um, um, as I was con- contemplating getting married. Um, and I, I may mess up the quote, but uh, no, she said, "Don't make the wedding more important than the marriage." That stuck with me. You know, it's real shit. Yeah, don't make the don't make the wedding more important than the marriage. Like you don't throw this party, okay, yeah, cool. But what's really important is your union, your marriage, your wife, what you know, and what y'all build together, and and that that stuck with me. And so when as I was planning that, that took a lot of pressure off making it a huge wedding and paying because we were paying one, we were paying for it ourselves. Um, I want to bring that tradition back where the parents pay for the shit. I would have loved that back then. <laughs> Um, but uh, you won't love it now. You got three boys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're right. No, no. Oh, no, no. It's the it's the the, Father the parents of the of the, of the bride that's supposed to pay for the weddings. So I, was, I, was, I was like, yo. <laughs> now, so it's so on me. Shit. Okay, fine. <laughs> but yeah, um, that took a lot of pressure off. So. Um, yeah, it is an industry because they're looking to get money from you. Everything from flowers to napkins, you write, to chairs, to the, you know, the, 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 the placemats. What's the, the centerpieces? You paying for that. No, nah, I don't you need pay no centerpiece. everything. They don't give you nothing free. Not nothing. And look, and then you got to pay a motherfucker to go pay motherfuckers. <laughs> right? Like, <laughs> you got to pay a wedding planner. Like, right. Really? Right uh, now, we we didn't we did it we did it ourselves. We cut it. I mean, you know, and and being a DJ, my father-in-law also is a DJ. We had the sickest sound system. Like the venue was like, we've never seen anything like that. My, my, uh, my he he has these six foot damn ghetto blaster speakers that was just old school with the with the amps, with the crown amps. Not like not self powered, not the you know self contained powered speakers. No, no, no. He's old school. He built them himself with his hands. Nice. Six foot <laughs> ass speakers on either side of the stage. Uh, uh, I didn't have to pay for DJs. My man Demo and, and Chuck Chill Out. Chuck told me, hey, I'm coming to do your wedding. He even asked me. I'm com- I didn't ask him. He was like, yo, I'm coming to do your wedding. That was Chuck. Thank you. Um, <laughs> so there was things that we were able to cut, you know, cut costs for. But all that other stuff, the food and the liquor and all that other stuff. Oh, my God. It was uh, if I had, if I had a chance to do it again, uh, I'd elope. Let's take that money and buy a house. But if I had a chance to do it again, I wouldn't do it like I didn't do it the first time. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of didn't do it, the, didn't do it the first time. 
have you seen um, The Heights from Lin, Lin, Lin Manuel uh, 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 Miranda? No, I didn't. I, I ran across that story and I didn't read it. I was like, okay. I, I saw the headline and was like, nah, I'm not going to read this. I'm just going to be true. <laughs> well, okay. Mm, first of all, it, it was a it was a stage play. It was a Broadway play, The Heights. Okay. Um, and from what I understand, it takes place in um, it takes place in the Heights in um 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 oh she uh, uh Washington Heights in New York City, Washington Heights. But okay. the Dominicans call it Washington Heights. Um, <laughs> and the Broadway Fuck play was SH. very inclusive of. <laughs> All the different complexions of Puerto Ricans and Dominicans and, you know, all the Latin, uh, uh, Latino people. Um, the film, however, good story, the music and dancing was all great. But watching it, and, and my, my wife is, as, as she's been on the show before, she's as dark as Mike and I um, from Honduras, fluent in, in Spanish as well. Um, considered uh, Afro-Latina. Um, we watched it and didn't see anyone in major, in like the, you know, primary roles, our complexion. It's like, it was it just completely ignored or, or deleted the fact that those complexions exist in, in Latin, in Latin culture. Um, and, they got called out for it. There was a sister on the route that interviewed the director and, and some of the cast members. And uh, the answer they gave was not, they didn't really like, it was like, well, well, well I think one of the actresses um, said, you know, and even the director said, yeah, we auditioned, you know, light skin, dark skin, everyone. Um, and we were, you know, getting the best people for the role, which is the wrong answer to say, because now you're insinuating that, there were no dark skinned people that were, you know, good enough for that could do the role. That's like a that's like, you know, a corporation saying, "Hey, we couldn't find, you know, there were there were no qualified black people for this, you know, this position that we were hiring for." So yes, all of our staff is white. So in any case, after getting all that heat for it, um, initially, um, Lin Manuel kind of was like, like, you know kind of rebuffed it or whatever, but then ultimately he came out and issued an apology. Um, and part of the quote is, I, I started writing The Heights because I didn't feel seen. And over the past 20 years, I wanted for, all I wanted was for us, all of us to feel seen. I'm seeing the discussion around Afro-Latino representation in our film this weekend. And it's clear that so many, it's clear that many in our, our dark-skinned Afro-Latino community don't feel sufficiently represented within it, particularly among the leading roles. I hear the hurt and frustration over colorism of feeling unseen in the feedback and issued an apology. Um, I, I take his apology. You know, there's some people that's like, you could have kept that apology. Um, I don't no think he needed to make one. Really? 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 At what point, at what point do we trust people right if, if I, i'm pretty sure everybody's not 100 familiar with who lynn manuel is lynn manuel is the guy who did um um 
Hamilton. Hamilton. Starred in it, put the whole thing together. Wrote it, right? produced, yeah, all that. And it was dope. And it was very dope. Very well done. Mm -hmm. An opportunity to take a story about white people Mm -hmm. and put people of color in that story and tell that story. Groundbreaking. Absolutely. Didn't even notice the fact that these were people of color telling white people's story. Mm -hmm. We believe him to be woke, right? Right. So he puts this thing together. He says, I, I cast the people who did the best. And because there's an absence of dark-skinned people, we call him a liar, says he needs to apologize, said that, you know, he's purposely leaving out people of color. At what point do we believe him, right? Is, is there ever an instance where everybody auditions, Mm-hmm. And but only black people were really good at it, so we only cast black people. Does As that, another never, group then have to be able to happened. say, "Oh, you mean there are no Asians who were good?" Right? At what point do we let this shit go? Well, here's the here's the other side of it. Here's the other side of the coin. And like I said, I pay attention to it because, again, my you know, I I, I, I I'm in a Afro Latino family, right? I notice. When my mother-in-law, my mother-in-law watches the, the 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 novellas and and the Latin news, that there's no dark skin representation on the news. There's not no dark skin representation in the in the novellas, the soap operas. Latin TV in general ignores dark skin Latinos. Um, and then you know, and then you know, do a little more digging. There's that there is colorism within. Latinos also, you know what I mean? If you're dark, they don't believe that, you, oh, you don't know, really know Spanish. How do you know Spanish? Are you, where are you from? You know, there, there's that. Um, so, do I believe he, you know, maliciously or the director maliciously left out dark skin Latinos? No, but there wasn't an effort to include them either. But see, I don't believe that, right? So, I think television news and television novellas is a different machine. Do I believe that there is some intention behind that machine um, to uh, exclude darker uh, uh, Latin people? Yes, I do. And, and, and further, I think there are probably parts of that machine that are not intentionally doing it, but it has just become so habit and part of, of the culture to not do it that they just continue that behavior. I believe that about that machine. But we're talking about a different machine. We're talking about a person who purposefully did a story about white people Mm -hmm. and included all people of color. And we now believe that this person is the perpetrator of colorism. That's very difficult for me to to swallow because his track record doesn't show that. Mm, I, I, I can agree to a certain degree. But also, it's hard understanding the history of it. It's very difficult for me to understand the history of it, admittedly, because I have no roots in that community at all. So really, on some level, I'm just talking out of my ass, right? Some people who who move in that space will will have more information for me to correct me. There are far more dark-skinned Latinos in Mexico and, and Cuba and all... 
But when you watch television and you see some of these shows, you don't see them. You have to, you kind of got to dig deep. There was a, um, what's the brother, um, Gates, um, uh, 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 um, um, that does the uh, um, ancestry shows. I've heard of those shows. I have not watched those shows. Um, sorry. I'm trying to remember. They had somebody. Henry on is there it Henry Gates? That I maybe. Yeah, I believe it's Henry. Don't go on it. I'm sorry, folks. Henry Gates. Um, yeah, Henry Henry Louis Gates. He did this um, documentary series on Africa, you know, Afro Latinos and Africans in the you know Latino countries finding um, black folks in Mexico and Cuba and Africans. You know what I mean? A lot of the things you know, like I mean, the fact that Dominicans, the Dominican Republic. And Haiti share an island. It's the same. They're the same people. There's a border. Like, like it's like splitting um, Decatur from uh, Stone Mountain. It's like you know, it's like that close, right? Uh, Haiti and, and for for those who are not in Georgia, um, Brooklyn and Queens. You get what I'm saying? It's they. It's they, they share. They share the island. So how are the people so different? There. The, the Haitians are dark skinned, but there are just as many dark skinned Dominicans. And they um, diminish that part of the culture, that part of the, the people. That, and it's intentional. And this plays out in, in you know, in all the countries and all the cultures. There's a lot of, he, there, there was a segment he called it, you know, the black grandmother in, in the closet. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's, it's, it's serious. There's some serious self hate. You know what I mean? I'm not saying all. I don't want, want, but there is there is an issue there. There's a history there. There's something there, and so, um, not believing it was malicious, but again, habitual or just not an effort, not a a a, a, a valiant enough effort to be even more inclusive because you know understanding what he represents and what he represents for Latin culture, right? If he wants, if if it's about being seen and being seen, you know, being inclusive of everyone, Afro Latinos and like all, all of you know, there would have been a a more valiant effort to be inclusive. So I'm not familiar with the the Heights and the story of the Heights. It sounds to me like it's the story of Latin people uh, in the states, right? It's no, it's it's Washington Heights more specifically in, in in one specific area in the United yeah. States. And understanding Washington Heights again, it's not just light skinned Latinos in Washington Heights. Fair enough, right? So, I mean, honestly, the- there's that many. I mean, just it's like excluding dark skinned black people out of Brooklyn and only seeing light skinned. You get what I'm saying? That's what it's like. Okay, wait a minute. You're going to include exclude me out of my story? Fair point, right? So. If, if that is the landscape that we're talking about, then I would say that the absence of dark Latin people 
isn't it isn't even genuine to the storytelling <clears throat> right that's like friends uh the the series friends having no black people in new york right it's not genuine to the storytelling because there's a lot of black people in new york so if what you're saying to me is like this is the story of washington heights there are different there's dominican there's puerto rican there's mexican like there's all different types all different hues then the absence doesn't make sense with the storytelling. So like there's that's my my kind of first level of critique. I still find it very difficult for him to to believe that him he um was malicious in that and 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 how that worked. That said, how far are we going to go with inclusivity? Right? Um because to me all right, we talk about inclusivity when it's a predominantly white cast film, right? Mm-hmm. We got to have more people of color in there. So you put more black people in there or Latin people in there. But when it's uh, uh, Lovecraft Country mm-hmm. or um, uh, Raising Dion or uh, I'm trying to think of ones that I've seen that are predominantly black recently. Okay. We won't say we have to have more inclusivity in that. We won't say we got to put more white people in there. We got to put more Asian people in there. We got to put more, more well, uh, Puerto Rican people in there. Well, okay. Well, that's like saying we got to have a white history month. Every month is white history month. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? The fact that we have to we have black history month once the shortest month of the year um it is it, it doesn't exclude is you know what i'm saying it's it's been about y'all all the time so to have a black story and to have to include more white people just would be intrusive okay so that's the our turn theory the, the problem with the it's our turn theory but is it but, it's- I'm sorry. I, to add to that, I'm that to cut you off. But when it pertains to the Heights, to Washington Heights, it would be like someone doing a story about your family, your family, mm-hmm. and then saying, "Okay." Um, the light-skinned people are the ones that are going to portray everyone in your family. When you don't look like that. That's not what your family looks like. Your family has all different shades and light, right? But the best people to play for, you know, to play the parts of your family are the light-skinned ones. And that's what we're going to run with. In that scenario, you have an option of believing a couple of things. That they just hate dark-skinned people and they want to whitewash it or or light wash it for a better phrasing with light skinned people mm-hmm. or that within the time frame they had to cast for the roles and all of the people that they saw these people were the best you have a choice right because you you will not ever truly know because you well, cannot ever know the operation of another person's mind so you again, will not truly, truly know you just you you got an option of what to believe Again, there's history 
to colorism in in the Latin culture. There's history to it. It's active. And what I'm saying is there's he doesn't have a history of colorism. You okay. see what I'm saying? <laughs> like I, I believe that the colorism exists one hundred percent, right? I believe that it exists. I believe it exists within the Latin community, the African American community, mm-hmm. in the Asian community. It's it's I think every community has their level of that shit that they deal with. So I would never argue that it doesn't exist. I would just argue that this person has not shown a propensity to be that person. And one thing happens and they're like, uh, it needs to be more inclusive and you need to give an apology and then fuck your apology. And like, it just seems like a lot for, for this person who has not shown a history and a trend of being led that way. I, I again, I, I, I hear you on it. Um, and again, I, 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 you know, I would want to believe that he didn't, it wasn't in, intentional and there was no malicious intent. Right. Also, um, I don't think he actually personally did the casting. There's a director that was, you get what I'm saying? So while he may not have a history of it, we don't know enough about the director and their background and what they've done. The director was an Asian guy. Okay. <laughs> okay. So, right, like, if there is some level of colorism that's happening there, that's probably uh, more America systematic, white is right thing infecting, you know, his choices. And that's and, pure and him not assumption. Under, and and him assumption. not understanding the, the, the history of colorism and how it, you know, how would you know you get what i'm saying so you know what now that you say that that is probably a more likely scenario right that someone who is not in that community hasn't been in that community doesn't know the history of it just selected these people and stepped in the shit and did not know he was stepping in the shit um but even if lin-manuel didn't pick the people himself he should be at the top been, of it. He's ultimately he responsible, right? Exactly. He it, the buck stops with him because it's his it's his yeah. shit. Um, he should have been the one to go. Wait a minute. These are not all my neighbors. These are not all. I, you, you know what? You, you get what I'm saying? These this doesn't look like my. This doesn't this doesn't resemble what I grew up in. You get what I'm saying? Because if I was to do a story about growing up in Brooklyn, that if I left out Jamaicans. <laughs> if I left out Puerto Ricans, you know what I'm saying? If I left, you, you understand? If if I left I out, and I and I wasn't the one that picked it and saw it, and we go, wait a minute, this doesn't look right. It it doesn't make sense to the storytelling, right? Correct. Like like I said earlier, if 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 you're telling a story of a community that's multicultural and you don't have multicultures in that storytelling, uh, or it's it's uh, multi hue. Um, if the, if it's that dynamic happening and that dynamic does not show up on screen, it is not true to the storytelling. It is not an accurate depiction of the story being told. So that goes back to uh, Lin Manuel. That's a blind spot. Yes, that he didn't pick yes. up on. So um, whether it was you know uh, intentional or not, he didn't go. Wait a minute, this is a problem. It was you know what I think him. is a more likely scenario. Um, taking into account how the business of it works. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
he probably saw the list of cast members and was like, what the fuck? Uh, but we are budgeted for this amount of time. We got to begin shooting on this day. We just don't have time to go back and grind through until we find the right dark skin person or the right dark skin people. We just got to move on with what we got and hopefully people will just enjoy the storytelling and the fact that it's a, you know, I'm assuming it was a predominantly Latin cast. I, I don't know if there were any other uh, the, races involved. The brother that played, the brother that played Dr. Dre and um, Straight Outta Compton, okay. he's in it. But he's not, okay. he doesn't, I don't think he's Latin in the, he's just a, a he's just a black dude. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I think, I think he's probably like, look, let's just, we're, it's predominantly Latin cast. It's people of color and something like this hasn't been done to this scale in, you know, ever. <laughs> I'm sure someone will correct me in the comments, but uh, maybe he, maybe that was his first step to say, okay, can we just get this done and then we'll be more accurate the next time? I think that's probably also a more likely scenario that there were budgetary Let's constraints see. because when Let's you got to get shot, you got to get mm. shot. They don't give a shit that you ain't got the cast the way you want it or the rain came that day. You got to figure that shit out. Listen, even West Side Story <laughs> that had white people portray Puerto Ricans, they had tans. They had enough sense to tan some of them <laughs> folks. And they was white. <laughs> like, you're going to be Bernardo. You're going to be, gonna be Bernardo. West Side Story was was it blackface? It was tan face. Tan face like a mug, <laughs> like for real. They had a few, you know, actual Puerto Ricans in there. But Nicole Woods, uh, uh, th that played Maria, she was a Caucasian woman. Um, you know, and I don't believe the cat that played Bernardo was was Latin at all. They just tanned the hell out of him. <laughs> I'm mad that you remember all of the damn names of the people from West Side Story, bro. First of all, first of all, don't judge me. You don't know my life. West Side Story, that is my shit. Let's be clear. That's one of my favorite movies, if not the favorite. Um, it takes place in New York City. It's musical, there's dancing, and there's guns. What else? Well, there's one, there's one gun. Sounds there's like one gun. Midtown Atlanta. <laughs> now, right? I can't go to Linux Mall without being strapped. That's crazy. How <laughs> going on down there, man? Shit. Ugh. All right. Well, folks, uh, we're going to wrap. Interested yeah, in hearing your take on time. It's time to get out of here. Really interested in hearing your take on what do you what do you think about the heights? You know what I mean? Uh, let us know in the comments and um, we'll respond to you as well. If you haven't subscribed already, please do so. Tell a friend, hit that like button, hit that uh, notification bell, and follow us on all socials at Unpoppin' Show. And don't forget that website, unpoppinshow.com. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. Salute. Peace.